welcome to Sidori by Samart. Today's story is a folk tale from Brazil called The Adventure of a Fisherman's Son. Long, long ago, there was a man and a woman who lived in a little mud hut under the palm trees on the river bank. They had so many children, they did not know what to do. Their little hut was altogether too crowded. The man had to work early and late to find food enough to feed so many. One day, the seventh son said to his father, Oh father, I have found a little puppy yesterday when I was playing on the bank of the river. Please let me bring it home. I have always wanted one. The father consented sadly. He did not know how to find food for the children. An extra puppy to feed seemed an added burden. He went to the river bank to fish that day with a heavy heart. His cast net in vain. He did not catch a single fish. He cast his net from the other side with no better luck. He did not even catch one little pina binya. Suddenly, he heard a voice which seemed to come from the riverbed itself. It was so deep. This is what it said. If you will give me whatever new you find in your house when you go home, I will give you fisherman's luck. You will catch all the fish you wish. The man remembered the request which his seventh son had made that morning. The new thing I'll find in my house when I get home will be that puppy, said the man to himself. This will be a splendid way to get rid of the puppy, which I did not want to keep anyway. Accordingly, the man consented to the request which came from the strange voice in the depths of the river. You must seal this convent with your blood, said the voice. The man cut his finger a tiny bit with a sharp knife and squeezed a few drops of blood from the wound into the river. If you break this vow, the curse of the river giant will be upon you and your children forever and ever, said the deep voice solemnly. The fisherman cast his net where the river giant commanded and immediately it was so full of fish that the man could hardly draw it out of water. Three times he drew out of his net, so full that it was in danger of breaking. Truly, this was a fortunate bit of business, said the man. Here I have fish enough to feed my family and all I can sell in addition. As the fisherman approached his house with his enormous catch of fish, one of the children came running to meet him. Oh, father, guess what we have at our house, which we did not have when you went away, said the child. A new puppy, replied the father. Oh, no, father, replied the child. You have not guessed right at all. It is a new baby brother. The poor fisherman burst into tears. What shall I do? What shall I do? He sobbed. 
I dare not to break my vow to the river giant. The fisherman's wife was heartbroken when she heard about the business which her husband had transacted with the river giant. However, she could think of no way to escape from keeping the contract which she had made. She kissed the tiny baby goodbye and gave it her blessing. Then the fisherman took it down to the river bank and threw it into the river at the exact spot from where the deep voice had come. There, in the depths of the river, the river giant was waiting to receive the newborn baby. He took the little one into his palace of gold and silver and mother of pearl with ornaments of diamonds. And there, the baby received excellent care. Time passed, and the little boy grew into a big boy. At last, he was 15 years old, and a handsome lad indeed, tall and straight, with eyes which were dark and deep like the river itself, and hair as dark as the shades in the depths of the river. All his life he had been surrounded with every luxury, but he had never seen a single person. He had never seen even the river giant. All he knew of him was his deep voice, which gave orders in the palace. One day, the voice of the river giant said, I have to go away on a long journey. I will leave you with all the keys to all the doors in the palace, but do not meddle with anything. If you do, you must forfeit your life. Many days passed and the lad did not hear the voice of the river giant again. He missed its sound in the palace. It was very still and very lonely. At last, at the end of 15 days, he took one of the keys which the river giant had left and opened the door which it fitted. The door led into a huge room in the palace where the boy had never been. Inside the room was a huge lion. The lion was fat and well nourished, but there was nothing for it except hay. The boy did not meddle with anything and shut the door. Another 15 days passed by, and again the lad took one of the keys. He opened another door in the palace, which he had never entered. Inside the room, he found three horses, one black, one white, and one chestnut. There was nothing in the room for the horses to eat except meat. But in spite of it, they were fat and well-nourished. The boy did not touch anything, and when he went out, he shut the door. At the end of another 15 days, all alone, without even the voice of the river giant for company, the lad tried another key in another door. This room was opened into a room full of armor. There were daggers and knives and swords and muskets and all sorts of armor, which the boy had never seen and did not know anything about. He was very much interested in what he saw, but he did not meddle with anything. 
The next day, he opened the room where the horses were kept. This time, one of the horses, the black one, spoke to him and said, We like here to eat very much, better than this meat, which was left to us by mistake. The lion must have our hay. Please give this meat to the lion and bring us back our hay. If you do this, I'll serve you forever and ever. The boy took the meat to the lion. The lion was very much pleased to exchange the hay for it. The lad then took the hay to the horses. All at once he remembered how he had been told not to meddle with anything. This had been meddling. The boy burst into tears. I shall lose my life as the punishment for this deed, he sobbed. The horses listened in amazement. I got you in trouble, said the black horse. Now, I'll get you out. Just trust me to find a way out. The black horse advised the boy to take some extra clothes and a sword and a musket and mount upon his back. I have lived here in the depths of the river so long that my speed is greater than the river itself, said the horse. If there was any doubt of it before, now that I have some hay once more, I am sure that I can run faster than any river in the world. It was true. When the river giant came back home and found that the boy had meddled, he ran as fast as he could in pursuit of the lad. The black horse safely and surely carried the lad beyond his reach. The black horse and the rider traveled on and on until they finally came to a kingdom which was ruled over by a king who had three beautiful daughters. The lad at once applied for a position in service of the king. I did not know what you can do, said the king. You have such soft white hands. Perhaps you may serve to carry bouquets of flowers to my garden every morning to my three daughters. The lad had eyes which were dark and deep like the depths of the river. And when he carried bouquets of flowers from the garden to the king's daughters, the youngest princess fell in love with him at once. Her two sisters laughed at her. I don't care what you say, said the youngest princess. He is far handsomer than any of the princes who have ever sung of love beneath our balcony. That very night, two princes from neighboring kingdoms came to sing in the palace garden, beneath the balcony of the three princesses. The two oldest daughters of the king were proud and haughty. But the youngest princess had love in her heart and in her eyes. For this reason, she was one whom all princes admired most. The lad from the river listened to their songs. I wish I looked like those two princes and knew songs like theirs, he said he. Just then, he caught sight of his own reflection in the fountain in the garden. He saw that he looked quite as well as they. I too will sing a song before the balcony of the princesses, he decided. 
he did not know that he could sing but in truth his voice had in it all the music of the rushing river when he sang even the two rival musicians stopped to listen to his song the two older princesses did not know who was singing but the youngest princess recognized him at once the next day a great tournament took place the lad from the river had never seen a tournament but after he had watched it for a moment he decided to enter he went to get the black horse which had carried him out of the depths of the river and the arms he had brought with him from the palace to the river giant with such a horse and such arms he carried of all the honors of the tournament everyone at the tournament wondered who the strange knights could be no one recognized him except the youngest princess she knew who it was the moment she saw him and gave him a ribbon to wear the next day all the knights who had taken part in the tournament set out to slay the wild beast which often came out of the jungle to attack the city it was the lad from the river who killed the beast as all knights knew when they returned to the palace with the news that the beast had been slain the king said tomorrow night we will hold a great fiesta which this palace has ever witnessed tomorrow let all the cavalry heroes who are here assembled go forth to hunt for birds and grace our table the next day the knights went out to hunt the birds and it was the lad from the river who had succeeded in slaying the birds none of the other knights were successful at all the two neighboring princes who were suitors for the hand of the youngest princess made a contract we will not let this stranger carry off all the honors said one to the other you say that you killed the beast and i will say that i was the one who killed the birds the night at the fiesta one prince stood up before the king and told his story about slaying the beast and the other prince stood up and told how he had killed the birds the other knights knew it was false but when they looked around for the knight who had done the valiant deeds they could not find him the lad from the river had on his old clothes which he wore as a servant in the garden and stood at the lower part of the banquet hall among the servants the king had heard the stories of the two princes and was greatly pleased with what they had done the one who killed the beast shall have a princess for a bride said he and the one who killed the birds should have a princess for his bride the youngest princess saw the lad from the river standing amongst the servants and smiled into his eyes the lad came and drew himself before the king oh my king said he these stories to which you have listened are false as all these assembled knights will prove it is i who killed the beast and all the birds i claim a princess as my bride all the assembled knights recognized the lad in spite of his strange appearance in his garden and clothes 
Viva, they shouted. He speaks the truth. He is the valiant one of us who killed the beast and the birds. To him belongs the reward. The youngest princess had a heart filled with joy. The wedding feast was celebrated the very next day. The river giant found out about it and sent a necklace of pearls and diamonds as a wedding gift to the bride of the lad whom he had brought up in his palace. The fisherman and his wife, however, never knew the great good fortune which had come to their son. Thank you.